Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are talking about The Suicide Squad, directed by James Gunn. Not Suicide Squad, directed by um, David Ayer. Uh, Dylan, that's pretty good. Dylan's doing like a like a opposite day. No, what are you, are you like mimicking me? But like uh, with the sound he's off, mock, he's mocking you, he's mocking me. Yeah, I appreciate it. Was it was fun. I was pretty good at it. You, I mean, if the, if there was a delay, if there was no delay, I think you could have sold it pretty, pretty well. Um, but anyway, we're going to be talking about the Suicide Squad and some other stuff. Uh, so at the top, spoilers uh, for Suicide Squad. But before we go any further, we're going to get this thing going. What's up, y'all? It's Ron. It's Dylan. And I'm Michael. So, yes, we saw the Suicide Squad in theaters, but we're going to talk about that. Uh, at home. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Sir? Um, I forgot. Um, like but yes, theaters. Mm-hmm. unless unless you have to, unless I'm forced to, yes, forced. Yes. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, we're gonna talk about that here in a little bit. But uh, before we go further into the episode, we got to make sure that we remember our pickle. Pickle. Oh, Ron didn't even do anything. He just said that. Yeah, I was gonna let y'all. I was gonna let y'all get it of the week. <laughs> oh, we got it. Nailed it. Yeah, perfect. Twice, um, twice that together. So my pickle of the my pickle of the week is actually coming out on Saturday. <gasps> What's on Saturday? Well, well, we'll get to that. No spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, this is awkward. Uh, then my pick is a book that comes out on Saturday. It will be free. It, uh, but I don't know why. Wonder why? Yeah, it's weird. Uh, it's Vampire the Masquerade number one. Ooh, um, getting reprinted from Vault. It's a great series and getting ready for uh, the World of Darkness uh, crossover event, even though it's not crossing over with any other comic. But whatever, it's a Vampire the Masquerade event featuring werewolves. So it's called World of Darkness. So I'm hyped um, for that. So come by on Saturday and get that book for free. Um, and maybe some of the books. I don't know. We'll talk about that later. Word. Word. My pickle this week is Miles Morales number 29. Question mark? It's 29. Cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's uh, before the new story arc. Uh, he gets something special in this issue. What do you do? I don't know. I can't tell you. But you should probably pick it up. It's probably important. Go get it. There you go. I am picking. A, so it's a very light comic week. I couldn't find anything. So I'm thinking something that came out a couple weeks ago. It came back in print and we got a bunch of them. It is the What If Complete Collection Ooh, from Marvel. This has time. number. Yeah, this is from the 1977 run, the first one. It is number 1 through 12. It's a big, it's a fatty. $39.99. Um, and you get like 12 cool issues, you know? Like what if Gwen Stacy had not died, stuff like that. Okay. What if Captain America had vanished during World War II? It's a Get lot ready. of the classic. Kinda, Get ready kinda... for, you know, the what if show. Yeah, here it's coming out soon. So Today, right? As you get, what if Jane Foster had found the hammer of Thor? I had a bunch of calls for that today. It's like she's going to be in a movie or something. Yeah, it's weird. But yeah, that's my pickle. I cheated. That's your, that's your pickle. I mean, that's all right. That's, that's a good pickle. Um, Ron? Do we, yeah, have any, so do we have any number ones coming out this week? Oh, word, yeah. Not a lot. <laughs> I was like, uh, oh, I forgot. No, I was ready. Oh, I just okay. didn't know what you were transitioning to. I, it's so, you know, you did that so smooth. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to run down these real quick. 
Unbelievable Unteens from the World of Black Hammer, Batman 89, Hardware Season 1, Pennyworth, uh, Kiss Phantom Obsession, uh, Star Wars High Republic Adventures, Monster of Temple Peak. It's a hot book. Apparently. Uh, Avengers Tech on Avengers, uh, Defenders, uh, Campusy, The Dragon Incident. Am I saying that right? Campusy? Campusy? I'm I'm not sure. I, I think it's Campisi. <laughs> Campisi sounds right. Uh, and then Cinnamon. That's the last one. Cinnamon there looked cool. Go. I didn't get to read it, but I it does it. it does look interesting for sure. One another behemoth book. So there you go. It's a, it's a small week this week. Probably because of Saturday. What's I, I mean? I that's weird. It's it's weird that we keep alluding to that. That's hmm. Um, anyway, Saturday. That's weird. Um, let's get into the let's get into the uh, no wait the watch list is later. Uh, this is the part of the show where we'd like to remind everyone to please head over to iTunes and leave us a five star review. It really helps us out and it helps new people find the show. It also helps us achieve our goal of getting Rotten Tomatoes verified. Once we hit two hundred reviews, we will start affecting the rankings of the films that we review. So do us a favor and go do it. So let's talk about that watch list. What do we watch before or other than Suicide Squad? What do we watch this week? Uh, I finished. Uh, uh, oh, no. Why am I forgetting the name of it? What's the. Bro. With the mermaids, the boy, the young boys, the Disney movie. What's the. the Little Mermaid? The, animate, the animated one that just came out. Luca. Luca, thank you. Mermaids. The boys. Yeah. I guess sea monsters. Sea monsters, huh? Whatever. Anyway. Uh, I finished that. It was pretty good. It was good. I enjoyed it. Art is fantastic. Animation is fantastic as usual. That's why you're saying Silencio Bruno. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, <laughs> they, they screamed out a lot at the end of the mm-hmm. uh, movie. But yeah, it was, it was good. Other than that, uh, did nothing else. Calamari by your name. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to watch it. It's good. Oh, uh, you need to watch it, dude? It's good. No. I, I enjoyed it for sure. I have had no time to do anything. Very cute. Very cute movie. Um, I, um, I haven't watched anything other than Suicide Squad. I don't think. Well, okay. I mean, I've been. I'm no Outsider? I've, I have one episode left. Okay. Ooh. How are you feeling about At it? The finish line. It's so good. Yeah, that show it's is pretty really different good. from the book in terms of like some of the side stuff that happens. But okay, okay. that's completely fine. Um, not a book, but I did finish the new Stephen King novel that I started last week. Um, Billy Summers. It's very. Uh, I really liked it a lot. It was very good. Highly did recommend. You, did you finish that Final Girl Club or whatever? Oh it's yeah. Called? Oh yeah. I read that in like. Was that days. good? Yes, I liked it a lot. I liked okay. it. I liked it a whole lot. Um, uh, there's a show right for that coming out sometime. I think it's a movie. A movie. Okay. I I like uh. I like Grady Hendrix, the guy that wrote it. He's hit or miss, but I like him generally. I went to see Jungle Cruise. Oh, yeah. I went back to um, that Regal Pass. Yeah, I went back to Bender's Landing, the new Regal. Um, Natalie and I went. Um, We got our free concessions. I can confirm now because I wasn't sure last time. The all that they have free popcorn, ice cream, and drinks. For the VIP ticket, you don't have to pay oh. for any for the concessions. That was nice. 
Um, the movie itself was pretty good. It was very predictable. Oh, uh, I mean, it's Jungle Cruise. Yeah, but it was cute. It was like, I was uh, pleasantly surprised. I was kind of expecting to not like it, but it was like very watchable. Um, I feel like I'd seen it before a little bit, a little derivative of a bunch of things, very The Mummy meets Pirates of the Caribbean, you know? So if that's something that sounds appealing to you, I think you'd like it a lot because The Rock and Emily Blunt are good, you know? So I don't know. I would highly recommend it. Okay. Uh, It's a great, I think it's like the perfect streaming watch. If you got a little group together and you want to unlock it on Disney Plus, I think that's the way to go. But it's also a good theater watch if you're going to the theaters. Um, There is like a funny scene. It's not funny, but like there's a gay character in it played by Jack Whitehall. And like they never say it, but they like get close. He's like, oh, there were women that I wanted to marry, but I had my sights were set elsewhere. And then The Rock is like elsewhere. And he's like elsewhere. And that was it. (laughs) That's all they said. It was like, they will do everything but say it. That's the Disney commitment that you'll get. Like like Voldemort. Um, But I'll take what I can get. It was good. I liked it. Recommend. It's a solid 7 out of 10. Wow. Seven's a, that's a good score. It's high. Yeah. You like the mummy? Pirates of the Caribbean? You like that kind of movie? Um, like I've seen the first Pirates and I and I never saw any of the other ones. I don't really like the first. I didn't like it all that much. Uh, and I've... How many mummies are there? I think I've... I think I've only seen the Scorpion King. Oh, boy. Hey, the mummies are good though. The Scorpion King's lit, cuz. No, it's not. It's, hey, it's not... I'm gonna need y'all to relax. That movie lit. But the, it also has the rock in it, so I mean, that's why it's lit. That connective tissue. Is it? Is it rude to call Dwayne Johnson the Rock still? No, no. I mean, it doesn't say it on the poster, right? Like, I feel like. Yeah, but he's... that's his. That's his thing, though. You know what I'm saying? You can't. You can't escape that. When he stops working out like that, we'll stop calling him the Rock. That is also true. If he deflates a little bit. He'll be, he'll be the blob. Now, Ron, how do you feel about The Rock's showering schedule? I hope he showers every day. What he showers that? three times a day. I'm okay with wow. that. That's too much. Team more, too much. The more, the better. All right? No, he that's showers? not true. I can't look. You've got you, essential oils on your skin that you need. Dylan, Dylan, stop. If you're telling me to choose between three and zero, I'm choosing three, okay? All right. Define that's zero. The end of, that's the end of the story, all right? <laughs> Define zero, but wow, three a day. Okay, so pre and post workout. Okay, I can understand that maybe. Like well, how many maybe times I'm, he works out. Though? I think you know he works I mean? out three times a day, so that's why he's doing that. But yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, yeah, it but like sense. you just just ride through until that last one. Till that last yeah, one. Yeah, who cares? Like, who's, how much time he has in between them? Though? Who's going to say something? Well, I mean, he's not going to go on. You know, Good Morning America. Look, being all stank. That's what I'm saying. He might have stuff to do in between. But he's not doing that every day, you know? He's the rock. He's not working out every day. No, he's not appearing on talk shows every day. I'm sure he's like, yes, but he has a life. He he has, you know. He's got to, you know, rub. rub Don't defend these nuns. Shower people, all right? Stop. It makes you look bad. Dylan, Dylan, are you. I shower every day. I cannot go a day without showering. I get anxious if I don't. But I don't think it's that bad to shower like five times a week. Is what I'm saying. Now, that some of these celebrities are coming out saying, I don't shower until I stink or until my hair is dripping with grease. I don't support that lifestyle. There's like a happy medium. You know, no, there's no happy medium. Take a shower. Don't 
ladies and gentlemen of the audience, of wow. the listeners, do not. You take a shower every day, okay? At least as, once. As someone who has gone to many a gaming convention, y'all need to wash. At okay, that's once. not appropriate, but if you're staying at home, I don't want to hear. If you're not going out that day and it's I don't a Sunday, hear. you could not shower. It's fine. Who's going to care? Hear. Once a day. <laughs> you can be dirty in your own home. Anyway, uh, what were we <laughs> anyway, talking about? Jungle Cruise. Jungle Cruise. Thumbs up. Stuff you watched other than. Did you watch anything else? Uh, yeah, but nothing worth talking about. Okay. I, the Bachelor finale. Bachelorette finale. Was, um, was it? The Greg, the Greg drama was through the roof. Gaslight. Oh. He gaslighted the heck out of Katie. Then she reacted badly. So. I don't know, but oh, she, she chose she Blake, though, and I didn't like. I don't like Blake, but she's a good fit with him, so it's like an unsatisfying finale. You know what I mean, Michael? I, I know. I know you didn't like Blake either. Um, I mean, he was okay. I just, I mean, I thought he was a little vapid. You know, like how you feel about his chin, Michael? Oh, it's it's really strong. I mean, that's that's a wrong. choice. That's a choice. Yeah, yeah. Is it? He's <laughs> an aggressive <laughs> underbite, overbite. Oh, no, underbite. What? Under. Oh, does, under. He under. does he have a weak underbite. chin? No, he's got no, a very no, strong chin. No, it is. Overly... He looks like he looks like the lion from Madagascar. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I just googled. Wow, that's that is it's the squarest yeah. head I've ever seen. Yeah, it is aggressive. Yeah, sure. you could like rest. You could eat dinner off of that. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure she did. That's why she I'm chose him. <laughs> you know who needs a table? Anyway, um, or a that's all. That's all we watched, uh, other than the Suicide Squad. So Suicide Squad came out finally. You do? Are you doing dates? You doing? You doing? You know, like the events? Events? Uh, yeah. Let's do. Let's do. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What is this show?" Hold on, wait. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I'm tripping. You know why? I don't know. I have I have something here on my schedule. So it says pickle of the week slash iTunes review slash one watch. And I don't know what that means. I don't know where that came from, so I'm just gonna. You replaced, that one. You replaced events in one watch. Yeah, oh, like. oh, the one watch. The the one watch the is this. What no, we're no, just, no, we're... no, no, no. The one watch is the number ones that you talked about. We're calling them the one watch. That's. I mean, that's what I wrote down for myself. All right, there you go. <laughs> He's in um, Okay, so yeah, let's do events. I can't believe we we, we got this far in without talking about the events. Um, so thank you it's everybody for coming out to uh, KeyForge uh, last week. We had uh, eight players. Uh, it was really great. Um, we've it's been great both times that we've run them in person at Clear Lake. So I really appreciate you all coming out. Um, we are going to be doing it um, on the twentieth is our next date for KeyForge. Um, that is going to be a reversal format. That is where you bring a deck you find challenging to win with and give it to your opponent to use. Um, and on the 28th, okay, I should say that's also that event starts at seven, uh, should run until about 9 30. Um, registration starts at six. Um, on the 28th, um, at 6 p.m., we are going to be doing paint club, and I don't know what we're painting yet because I they haven't gotten back to me yet, so it's either going to be a death tyrant or something else. So, anyway, that's what I've got for my events. Um, and also, I'll, I'll give one more thing, um, a teaser of something I can't announce till Friday. But uh, we did get approved for a pre-release for Flesh and Blood. I can't tell you when, 
I can't tell you the sign-up process. I can't tell you any of that. But it's coming for the new set, Tales of Aria. Get ready. It's going to be a clear lake. That's all I got. I have a live sale this evening, as usual. This one we really popped off, though. It is, um, we have the first Wolverine, Hulk 181. We have Hulk 1, Raven the Bold 28, first JLA. We have Iron Man 1. We have Hulk 2, the first Green Hulk. Um, we have the first Batman Who Laughs. These are all CGC graded. Wow. That that first Wolverine is $20,000 only. So oh. if you're... If you're sitting on 20k, you know, um, are you, know. you Dylan? Are you are you having a laugh? No. You're gonna put that up there. Was that going to the A slot? Just yeah, it's going, in, it's going to A slot, and it, and, it, and it won't fall out of, off of the rack. Um, <laughs> we got an ASM 300 first uh, Venom. We got a we got one of those. We have a um, first Black Panther. What grades um, your ASM? I don't know. Okay, we have one to clear like it's a seven. Ooh, so that out. it's nice slab. Ooh, this one's not slab, so hmm. raw is raw. Um, XD. But then we also got uh, four whole long boxes of fantastic new bundles that Excellent. I highly, highly recommend. Um, we have our most expensive bundle ever. If that uh, Alpha Flight. No, so it has to be. It has to be a long run, like a run of like uh, hundred something comics, give or. or 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 it's like a expensive four issue mini. It's the it's the first ten issues of X Men or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a bundle. We bricked it. I'm down, I'm down with it. I'm trying to find it. Wow. To tell you exactly what we're, tra- we're trying to cover for you here. To cover okay, you. I have it. It is a complete set, the complete run of the future villain of Black Panther Two, Submariner. Including oh. Submariner 1. It is 1 through 72 plus the annual. Um, the average grade is a fine, a 6.0. The number 1 is a 6.0. The number 5 is a 5.0. The number 14. These are all key, key issues. I don't know what they are, though. The number 14 is an 8.0. These are just the notes I got. Um, it is a $2,000 bundle. Woo-wee. <laughs> I was not expecting that to go that high. But I mean, it is much cheaper than buying them individually. So sure. if you're in the if yeah. you're in the market for a Submariner run, they are going up and up. Like, like it's like Fantastic Four issues are just kind of going crazy. So now's the time. Come get knock your, it out. Come get your submariner. Exactly. Um, so that's the live sale. And then there's something, there's something coming up this weekend. Uh, yeah, I'm we're gonna go see um I got vampire on Sunday. Oh wait, speaking of the live sale and Facebook, I have to toot my own horn because I finally was able to become Facebook. Verified bedrock. Oh, bedrock. Okay. Yeah. I had I had to submit ten different forms of documentation and licenses and stuff like that. I to, could be wrong. I need the listeners to correct me, but I Let's believe we're the only. Wrong. I believe we're the only verified comic book store in the world. The I've world. looked. In I don't the world, know. Craig. There's no other verified comic in stores. the world, Craig. <laughs> I mean, Toledo. <laughs> Torpedo isn't. Yep. Dang. Midtown is not. Uh, all the biggest ones I can think of are not. Maybe what's there's the, some... What's the one in, in the UK? What's that one? What's that called? The one what's comic book one? store in the UK? Yeah, it's the big one. What's the, um, what's Coliseum the... of Comics is not, Dylan. Ooh. I'm telling you, I think we're the only one because we're, we're the most legit. We have the high reach. I had to send them Google Trends 
uh, links about wow. how often people search us. It was a whole thing. So we're a certified public figure now. <laughs> wow. Um, That's but moving on, moving on to the event. Uh, it is, in case you didn't know, it is free comic book day. What? What? Which that's location right. is that going to be? Only at, ha- that only happens in July, cause Dylan, that's going to be at all of them. No all way! Six, all five of them. Oh, six. Oh, Wonderland two. <laughs> oh, what about Katie? You left Katie in the dust. I mean, they're fine. Yeah, they're fine. Um, I mean, okay. anybody who has a host working at the store, you know that they got something going on. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. Okay. So we have gang gang. It's at all stores. We have stop it. Let me get through this. We have thousands of comics. There's Avengers. There's Batman. There's Demon Slayer for the manga fans. There, there's everything. Enter the slaughter. Yeah, there's that. Enter the slaughter. Yeah. There's Ron's favorite one. What was that called Le- again? Legend Ron? of Core. Yeah, uh, that sorry, one. Which one? Yeah, that one. Investigators. Um, investigators. investigators. I, you know, I hear the creator of that was cool. It'd be cool if, like, you could get your investigators' comic signed, you know? Oh, wait, you can! It's at the Galleria area store and the Sugarland store. His name is John Patrick Green, not to be confused with John Green, Fallen Our Stars. John Patrick Green and Gators are green. That's weird, huh? <laughs> sorry. That was a... Uh, the silence was so loud. It's, it's, a, it's an in-joke at Clear Lake. I'm sorry. Wow, Okay. Yeah. Anyway, we, we were talking anyway. about driving him, driving him around, and like how to make awkward conversations with with creators. Oh, Ooh. okay, yeah. Well, that, I mean, not would, to ask any of y'all to do that. Yeah, exactly. Um. Okay. Anyway, yeah. So I'm gonna go through the people at each store real quick. Ooh, right? Boy, there's a lot. So the gallery area will have Dave Roman, who did Astronaut Academy. There's a bunch of new color reprints of that that are very beautiful. So if you already have it, it's time to get into one. It's, this is a 10 to 1.30. He'll be with John Patrick Green. They're buddies. They're going to be together from 10 to 1.30. They're going, going to another store after that. We have Oliver Banks. Uh, Soul Tooth. His name is Lan. He is like, I've met him at Conclusa. He's really cool. Then Powered by People is going to be at all locations. It is voter registration. If you moved like I did, you need to re-register. Now's the time to do it. They'll be there at 9 a.m. So while you're waiting in line before we open at 10, you can just register to vote. Come on. They'll be there 10 to 9 to noon something like that nine to one i don't know um we'll have houston hero headquarters cosplayers at all stores a couple at each i do not know what characters are going to be at each store um yeah we, I don't think see. we never really know that until the day of right sometimes they, they tell us here. sometimes they don't um you'll probably see a spider-man or a harley or something Wonder Woman. Um, but they're or pretty Loki. professional and they're good I'm with sure. kids so um yeah, go visit them. Then at the spring location, we'll have Frank Campos Jr., Brian Salinas. And then at Clear Lake, we'll have Gabby the Moonborn. I don't know if you've looked her up, Michael, but I really I like did. her art. Heart She's really cool. Nice. I gave you a good one. Yeah, um, we have Alexis Pilato also. They're, they're doing free sketches. Then at the Heights, we have Caroline Lane. She is the artist for Money Shot right now. Mm-hmm. She's, wow. she's local. I like her art a lot, too. She's cool. Then we have Jill Wynn, um, another local artist. I like her a lot also. These are all people that were at Comic Blueza. Then at Sugarland, we have Dave Roman from three to seven, the, the people that were at, and John Patrick Green that were at the Galleria. We have Sean Mackey. We have Peanut Butter Pigs. She's really cool. Yeah, dude. Uh, I, think, I think she goes by Peanut, is her name. Um, okay. But right. she does like adorable like animal art. Um, at so I was like, you need to go to Sugarland. Then at Katie, we have Brittany Falcone. I like her a lot. And then Nico Rodriguez. He is a. Hey. 
a regular, uh, a Sounds friend of the boy. store. Yeah. You better treat him good, Ron. Oh, always. Give always. him the works. He's a, he's, a, he's a book club baby boy. He requested brown M&Ms only. Okay. So wow. if you could uh, can, make I that can, happen. I can hook that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, and all these people will be there at 10 a.m. At least the first half of the day. They'll bounce at some point. So I would go, if you're going to plan on going to bed, I would go earlier in the day if you want to like see an all-ages creator, you know? Or a you know local artist, but yeah, there's people. Every, there's at least two people at every store, and that's it. And also at Clear Lake, we are going to have the five o first as well. Fancy, Michael. Yes. Have they not threatened you not to say that? That's what they do to me every time I put it together. Really? Or do you just not care? They didn't tell me not to say anything. So every time I work with them, they're like, "Do not tell anyone we will be there. It is illegal to advertise our presence." Oh. <laughs> Well, forget I said anything. <laughs> yeah, Michael didn't. Michael didn't. The five oh second will be there. <laughs> the five oh second. Hey, the five oh first didn't tell me nothing. So I love okay. it. Like even for the Star Wars launch party, I couldn't say that they were going to really. Be. Yeah, it's interesting because they uh, well, a bunch of them are box holders at Clear Lake. Ask them about it. I want to know the why they do that. When you see okay, it. I know that. I know we're also like. Not they're not allowed to like accept payment for their mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe um, like tax reasons are like a charitable organization and you can't like make money off of them or something, you know? That that might that might make sense. And advertising them would be in a way making money. Who knows? But yeah, they may or may not show up. Yeah, they may or may not be there. Mm-hmm. I actually don't have any confirmation other than a box holder who told me that they'll probably be there. So see that's what I mean too. <laughs> they never right. they always stop commit. So like you can't advertise it. Right. I don't I don't have a hard commitment, but you know, we'll see. Well, Word. that's all I got. All right. Now let's talk about Suicide Squad. Word. Yeah. Good we have so, to. Um hey. so Suicide Squad was supposed to come out last year. Was it? I can't I don't I don't remember what got delayed and what didn't get delayed. Was this was this a last year movie? It was supposed to come out three years ago, closer to the first Suicide Squad. Well, if we're going back that far, I'm talking about the James Gunn one that, you know. When was this set to be released? I don't know, Michael. Who, okay, Years yeah. ago. Um, At some point in some time. Back so, when we were young and innocent. Original uh, story here is that the Suicide Squad or Suicide Squad came out, sucked, tanked. Whoa. Um, it made a lot of money. Did not tank. Oh, it didn't tank. Tanked Box the, office movie, the movie was fine. Get out of here. <laughs> who, who are you no, lying it was, to? It was bad, dog. It was bad. It was bad. Oh, remember, remember Joker I'm, was I'm in that movie. <laughs> we only need to talk about that. Yeah, no, we don't talk about we don't talk about him. It it, it makes have, me have so y'all annoyed. Seen it since since it come out since no, it Thank God, I mm, no Hyde tried to convince me to watch the air cut or the the sure. not the air cut whatever they no. called it the the director's cut or whatever the the extended one the Blu-ray. And I was no. like, I'm I'm good. <laughs> I saw it once in theaters, and that was absolutely enough. So what you're saying is we need to watch it again. I'm saying release the air cut or some I'm, type of. I think that movie would have been better review thing if instead of the King Shark they had, it was just Rick Ross. <laughs> sure, yeah. Like because he's already on the soundtrack, just like just have Rick Ross like in his full Rick Ross gimmick. It's like, oh, why are you King Shark? I don't know. Why do they call you King Shark? And it's like Maybach music or something. I don't know. I don't <laughs> that know makes no sense. I, I know. Single sense. 
Well, I mean, the movie is atrocious and terrible. Um, it's unwatchable filth. We should watch it again. We should do it. Dylan, what was the what? There was a tagline that you helped me come up with that was vapid and oh, I forget something that I was supposed to bring up on the podcast about because that was before you were a regular uh, member of the of the of the cast here. But uh, the original sitting at a twenty six percent Rotten Tomatoes with a fifty nine percent audience score. Yeah, we should definitely watch it again. You know, I'm I'm down to hate watch it. Let's do a commentary track. That'd be fun. We did enough hate, hate watching during the pandemic. We need to move on to greener no, pastures. No, we passed that though. Would you, so okay, but, but would you go to a theatrical like riff tracks thing? Like where everybody could just openly talk and make sure it? that or I would watch the air cut out of curiosity if they ever released that. I mean, I watched you if know, it ever exists the Snyder cut, so we might as well, right? It does exist, Ron. It's finished. Just like the Snyder Cut. That's what they said about the Snyder Cut. Holding it hostage. Yeah, the suits. But anyway, um, so this movie came out last week. Last week, uh, HBO Max theatrical, simultaneous. I I think it wasn't supposed to, or something, and then it was, or like it came out early on HBO, or something. I remember seeing um, an article about that, but I also don't really care. They released um, it Thursday night with the movies instead right. of Friday. Interesting. Give the theaters no advantage at all. <laughs> and so, okay, so they built, they also built into this whole um, gimmick of the movie that uh, also full spoilers for Suicide Squad, if you care. Um, there is stuff to spoil, like who dies and whatever. Um, yeah. So, but they built that into the whole premise of the movie. And I, I felt like maybe I just hadn't seen the marketing about it. But apparently, like, we're supposed to be having, like, debates and bets amongst ourselves as to who is going to make it and who's going to live and who's going to die. And we'll be so surprised, you know, who lives and who do- and who dies. I am too trailer savvy in that I could tell who was in the final battle, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. It didn't work. They would have to have a more limited uh, campaign for that to be interesting, you know? Right. And think, like the poster wouldn't ha- be able to feature everyone who is alive, you know? It's sort of like how we knew that Katana wasn't really going to be in the movie very much or the first one very much because, like, yeah, they didn't do it right. I don't think the, uh, yeah. if they, if that's what they were going for, it was not done well. No. Um, I, I uh, yeah, I don't think but that's the marketing. Movie. That's not really right. the movie. No, yeah. no, no, it's not. But like, I know that was supposed to be part of the, the, excitement but i didn't really care too much but where were y'all uh, in terms of hype levels for this movie i think we talked about it last week but we pre-ranked it huh mm-hmm. um i gave it an eight Ooh. i was i wasn't like through the roof excited but like i we had heard all the positive buzz by that point and oh, i was yeah, more more excited yeah. than not because i had like that 97 percent yeah, we had had like initial opinions or whatever. The Twitter, uh huh. Yeah. Well, okay. we had full reviews. It was like, oh, we, we... we had like a Rotten Tomatoes score. Yeah, I think it settled in the low nineties, low to mid nineties. Okay. Um, but that one that got me a little bit more excited for it. So I was definitely looking forward to seeing it. What about y'all? Um, Ron had it at a six, and I had a six five. So that's about uh, where we were at. I was hoping it was it was going to be good, uh, but really what I was expecting was. R-rated Guardians 2. 
Um, which, which is about what I got. I mean, that's about what it was, to be honest. That is that is about what it was. Um, so let's talk about this. Um, I so the first scene I thought the the opening battle or whatever um, opening I, mission opening mission yeah mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty good like it set the tone pretty well um, you agree had good you had good laughs you had good gore you had good introduction to these characters and set the tone for the movie pretty well and I really do think the whole thing was downhill from after the first act <laughs> or the first Yay. mission. I did, I did I want to straight up say I didn't hate this but like I don't want to the way it was structured that first act I think I think it would have been fun I, there's probably reasons they couldn't do this but they had two teams and we were following one team and then the gimmick was like just kidding they're all dead here's the real suicide squad team you know right like that would work better if we had not known that those were all the main characters but also like I think it would have been cool if they had that first team had just been the cast of the first movie you know that would have been great like oh, Smith, like they all just die. They know? would have died in the first, in the first, in this movie. Like it would have been cool if they had marketed the movie like them again. But then in that first scene, kind of like Drew Barrymore right, they, scream situation, you know? Oh, can you imagine right. if they were able yeah. to do, pull that off? Yeah, that, that would have been, been cool. So cool. And then I'm like, just kidding. It's these. But people. the problem is that like you're I'm, not killing off Harley Quinn and Rick Flag. From well, yeah, Earth. I guess you don't have to you do I mean? all of them. But sure, like, sure, some of them would have been would have been cool for sure. Yeah, but. They did it with Boomerang, so yeah, they killed. Oh, sad, yeah. sad Boomerang yeah. died. Yeah. I wanted him to survive, but I knew he and wasn't. You thought they killed movie. Weasel? We thought. thought. You thought. Um, but Weasel pulled through. Uh, then we get to the uh, the new team, the Suicide Squad. Um, yeah. So we also, I guess, returning characters. We do have um, Amanda Waller uh, returning yeah. uh, with Viola Davis because she yeah. does she does very well on that. I mean, obviously, she's great. She was there for a week. She did well. I mean, she was a, week a standout. Tops. Yeah. She, she had that uh, Charlize Theron Fast and the Furious role. But yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a be from the old cast. Movie. We just we just had Jai Courtney, Boomerang, Joel Kinnaman, Rick Flag, Margot Robbie, Harley Quinn, and Viola Davis. I don't think there's any other returning cast, right? That's yeah, it. That was it. I think so. Yeah. Um, but we don't need to go through the whole plot of this movie. Um, but. We had surprise cameos, or maybe surprised me by Taika Waititi. I don't know he was. Uh, yeah, I missed. Of... I missed him. They said he was going to be in this movie. Yeah, playing Ratcatcher cool. one. I didn't know who who he was going to play, but I knew he was in the movie. Okay. Word. Um, did y'all have any standout positives in this movie? I. Idris, Idris is cool. Yeah, Idris, Idris Elba and and the. And John Cena. Daniela Melkor, who played Ratcatcher 2. I thought they were both really good. They were the standouts for me. I also really enjoyed John Cena, but he was just so John Cena. I. But I think right. this is his sure. best role yet. This this is this is how you write for John Cena. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, I mean, I, I, he doesn't have a lot of range, but this, but you can play to his strengths. Yeah. And yeah. this definitely curious, did that. This made me curious about how this TV show is going to work. You know, if he's gonna yeah. have some somebody to riff off of, you know. I I also say I liked um, Polka Dot Man. I thought he was yeah, cool. he was good too. He's interesting for sure. Uh, I didn't care for. I mean, Peter Capaldi as Thinker was basically just every Peter Capaldi character. You know, like Peter Capaldi is the angry Scottish guy who yells. Yeah, but he went um, in the movie long enough for me to like no. fully judge his character. You know. 
King Shark was okay. Uh, I'll just kind of. He was Groot. Right. Yeah, he was Groot. He was like Groot, but also Drax, you know? Just, yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. But I feel like everybody here kind of has the Drax humor. But you I guess that's so? really just the G- James Gunn brand of humor and, and yeah. brand of joke telling. Mm-hmm. And it gets it gets kind of it. I'm I'm kind of over it. It's hard like, to judge because if there's so many jokes, like everything is a joke. And I feel a like lot of jokes. I feel like a third of them land, which means you're laughing pretty often. But like you're also right. sitting through a bunch of ones that aren't funny, you know. So it's like that's the conflict for me. Is like I did laugh a lot of times during the movie, but also I groaned for more more times, you know. For sure. Yeah. I thought that that uh them getting to the camp and killing all the not soldier soldiers, the, you know, the freedom fighters or whatever. Yeah, freedom fighters. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting little. That didn't do it for me. Really interesting. I thought it was it funny while it was happening because it was the, the competition, but then right, I didn't like the punchline. It was too crazy for me. You know what I mean? Like too unbelievable that that uh, what's her name? Soul. Her name is Soul. That she didn't really care that much. It was like, huh? She's, She's like, yeah, guys. I, I guess that was weird. You just yeah. killed everyone I know. <laughs> you <sighs> rascals. Okay, come on, let's go. I know I'm watching a movie about a giant starfish, but also, but like, <laughs> you have speaking, you have your own set of rules that they've created. And I don't speaking know, of sure. speaking of Starro and the starfish. And John Cena's butthole joke, like, I, like okay, I feel like the best jokes were spoiled in the trailer, trailers I should say. Like, the I think um, things that I might have laughed at genuinely, like like the butthole thing could be pretty funny, but like I'd heard it, yeah, for a sure. lot. You know, I don't know. I just yeah, I don't know because there's no there's no standout jokes that I can think of. I thought there were more like visual guys. Than like verbal yeah. jokes, you know? Yeah. Like TDK, his little arms like swatting at the. Yes. That was like stuff like that I thought was funny. Not really like punchlines. Oh, I guess I, mean? I remember the 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 mom joke. Like he, like he was like, hey, Polkadot Man, Polkadot Man, look, it's your mom. I thought oh, that yeah. was an interesting joke that I didn't like. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> oh, the, I right. thought it was okay the first couple times. And then okay. like the third time, I yeah. was like, all right. Well, no, I'm talking about the, when, he, when he actually saw. Starro as his mom. I was like, all right, like I didn't need this. this. Like this I don't is, think that one landed. It, it really kind of deflated the. I mean, it was already it's already a comedy, so there's, there's right. not really any real weight to it. But like, it took the the little bit of legs that it had out from under it by like making a joke out of the final boss. Yeah. And Starro was cool. It was cool to see Starro. Um, yeah, it was interesting. It was, you know, neat to see a. St- I, I always love it when you can get a stupid villain on screen. You know, sure. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. a giant starfish. Like, yeah, let's go. He looked cool. Yeah, and it was gross. Yeah, yeah. It was. and I liked. I did like the way that they beat him. I thought it was with the rats. With the rats, I thought yeah. that was good. Yeah, the action was really solid. I thought in the movie. it was. That, that was definitely yeah. the best part of the movie because there was a lot of bad dialogue and a lot of, you know, it's weird because I wanted more. Like, more wanted action. More. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like. There was like always action. It felt like there was a lot of action. Maybe it was. Maybe I'm maybe just it just wasn't favorite. satisfying to you. Maybe he. Well, remember Ron watched it at home. We had the. I watched we it. Were at IMAX. I watched it though. Well, it no, makes no, a difference. No, I'm, saying, I'm saying, but we were in IMAX. We had the sound. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Yeah, Maybe yeah, that yeah. helped it a little bit. 
I, th- I think that definitely helped it. I think I would have been a little bit more bored at home because I definitely don't care for action movies as much at home as I do in part and at the theater. Yeah, you're probably right. It's I didn't like, like uh, the uh, the story. It didn't. That's like the, the important part. It didn't really do it for me. I was kind of. Yeah, I can't even. I was not invested. Well, there's. I mean, a lot of it just didn't even make any sense. Like, there's so many like plot holes. It's like, how come there Amanda a... Waller didn't know where Harley Quinn was with the implanted right. thing in the back of her neck? You know. Like yeah. there was a lot of stuff happening. Like they were just like, cool. This is happening while the Harley Quinn stuff happening, while the Freedom Fighter stuff is happening. It was a lot going. Can we talk about Harley Quinn? Sure. Go ahead. Okay, so I've we like it's been revealed that this movie was written, or while he was writing it, he had no knowledge of Birds of Prey, which is like crazy to me because it's like the least you could do to put some connective tissue, you know, yes. in the right. movie. But it felt like so I love Birds of Prey, and also I feel like a lot of the things people are like praising this movie for like birds of prey did first you know like the zany like visuals and like the unreliable narrator and the like non-linear storytelling stuff like that Mm -hmm. i feel like a lot of that was harley and birds of prey so it's not it's not new here but um i didn't like how it was just like reset everything that happened you know oh my god wow okay um yeah i didn't i didn't like how she was back in jail and then she was like kidnapped by this guy and like kind of head over heels for him immediately you know after we did the whole joker story getting over joker in the last one it just felt like not the logical next step for harley you know what i mean i know she's like off the rails and doesn't have to like follow certain rules but like i would have liked like a mention of birds of prey or like i'm doing this again like you know something like that you know some little like breadcrumbs for me to latch on to to acknowledge birds of prey yeah and i didn't like well she didn't fully i mean she fell for the guy but she she killed him in the end she was like no i see the red flags like this is a problem yeah that was nice it didn't they didn't totally assassinate her character but right uh it's just sometimes i felt like and i can't explain it sometimes i felt like we were laughing like at harley quinn you know interesting like I, I yeah, jokes were at her expense rather than like trying to make us like her. I can't explain it, but I thought she was. I liked how the way she was written in Birds of Prey more than here. She was. She was like a lot more like crazy in this, which is more like the animated series. So I can see why people like that more. You know, a lot of people are saying like they finally got Harley right, but I liked her a little bit more like toned down in Birds of Prey. You know, interesting. That's just how I feel. I didn't, and I didn't like, I especially didn't like the pacing and how clearly she didn't want to commit to being in the whole movie, which I don't blame her for, but like she was in the beginning and then like she like kind of wrote us that in a way that she could just come back at the end again, you know? Mm-hmm. I would have liked it if she was in the whole movie. I know that's not, I don't know. They did the best with, I'm sure, whatever schedule she gave them, you know? Yeah. It's like, have her in the movie or don't, you know? So Nothing. I didn't. It, her her stuff felt very disjointed from the rest of the movie. Well, yeah, it was like a Harley, oh, Harley's, Harley vignette, and then right. we're gonna go back to the Suicide Squad. Yeah, it felt yeah, like the, those those were the slower parts of the movie, just like the the non action scenes, really, until she fully kills that dude. Yeah, it's, like, it's in, back to the. Movie it's like in Lord of the Rings point. when they cut back to Frodo and Sam. You're like, oh my god, can we get back to the good parts? Mm-hmm. Like uh, also, her accent was way better 
and Birds of Prey, I think. Because it was it under the, was. the John Wick is. people. I think they did way better with Harley than, than this. It was kind of boring. But so what do you, what do y'all want to rate this at as? Or how do you want to rate this? Closing say? statements. Closing statements. <laughs> I I'll say I don't I I'm sorry. I really just don't think I'll ever watch this again. Um it's definitely better than the last one. Um 100% definitely better than the last one. But mm-hmm. um definitely. just still pretty forgettable. Well, maybe not forgettable, just kind of j- standard James Gunn. I know you know what you're getting, not surprising. Um so I wonder I wonder where's the disconnect, right? Cuz people love the Guardians, right? Uh-huh. Is it is it the less, characters? Right? I don't know. I have no clue. I I don't like I don't know, whatever. Okay. That's a whole other story. But like, is it the characters? Is it you know, is it different storytelling? Like maybe like did he write the Guardians one and two? I don't Guardians know. is way he did write them, but Guardians I feel okay. like is way more focused and that it's kind of like a Star Lord movie with these other teammates, you know? And uh-huh. there's like there's only four there's Drax, Gamora, and Star Lord, and like those are the three characters. Okay. And this one, there's like 50 characters. So I feel like it was just, we divided that time amongst everyone and it was just too much. I like, because like Star-Lord, you could equate to Bloodsport, like the heart of the movie or like the the part you're supposed to feel for, you know? So we got way more of that in Guardians. And then in Guardians 2 with Gamora and Nebula and stuff. But in this one, it was like, we'll get a little bit of Ratcatcher and Bloodsport. Like they'll have five minutes each. You know, and that's those are the parts I enjoyed. But I think we got way more of that in Guardians. That's why I like the Guardian his Guardians movies more. Agreed. Okay. But, I, uh, yeah, go ahead. I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was a fun watch. Uh, I was a little I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I would. I was a little bit let down by it. Um, because everyone was kind of hailing it as like the best DC movie ever, more so than usual, I feel like. Um, yeah, I've heard that from multiple people. I'm guessing they just read the blurb online and are taking that and running with it, but like maybe. But I mean it is important to look at the score, not just the uh not just the percentage. Right, it has a seven point six out of ten. Um it was one? very serviceable. It's a it's a big step yeah. up for DC also, I feel like this movie. It's it, it it DC's getting better with Birds of Prey and this and uh not Wonder Woman, but I don't know. They're less you used to, I feel like, a little bit be able to count on DC being bad, right? Yeah, and I think it's, I think it's more like a mixed bag now. Like you might get a good one, you know. <laughs> that sounds really bad, but you know what I mean. No, I know exactly what no, you I mean. Agree. I think I don't go to a DC movie expecting a bad time anymore. Right, it's exactly. probably going to be okay this time. Right, mm-hmm. like I didn't, I didn't hate this. I just, it just didn't. I felt exactly like I did with Fast and Furious. Like it was a fun, stupid watch. Sure. Yeah. Right. I agree. Um, so ratings. I'm I'm, I'm throw it to Ron first. I'm gonna make you go first, Ron. Ron, you uh, predicted a six. I did. If you I want, did. if you want any help, you gave New Mutants a six five. Uh, you I gave Sonic a six. Uh huh. Yeah. Go ahead. And Mulan a four point five. See, my problem is that I like I like Sonic better than this movie. <laughs> so what I do there? Um, right. I don't know. I'm gonna stick at a six. I thought it was a enjoyable, bad action movie. If that helps at all. 
it's funny you you say that you're st you're sticking at a six. I'm sticking at my six five. I, that's about you. that's about right. I mean, I gave to be I gave Wonder Woman 1984 a six five, and I think Ooh. Oh, I also gave New Mutants a six five. I think they're all about think the same. They're all just about the same. <laughs> different right, reasons, man. you know. Um, I also gave Sonic a six five. <laughs> Dang. I've given out four six fives this year, uh, and one six. Liddy. Yep. All right, Dylan, you gave my it turn. an eight initially. You predicted an eight. I'm... Oh my lord! Wow, they out here, here wilding. Uh, Dylan's got to go. Oh, they're in the. They're oh, in they're the literally room. in his room. I see them. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan has had to go on dog duty. Uh, I'm going to predict that Dylan is going to give it. Let's predict the prediction. Ooh, let's predict. Ooh, I'm going to uh... predict Dylan's going to give it a seven five because God he gave. Boy, I was, about, I was about to say the same thing. No, that's, that's what I mean. That's I what I was going to say. I was going to say seven five, and I can't change. That, so he gave Wonder Woman a seven five. I don't like that y'all did that. Does he like this less than Wonder Woman? Because now I seem influenced by you when I give it my score, which is seven five. Okay, <laughs> I, I was thinking that before you said it. Okay. Um, so you know it's interesting. We all three gave this the same scores that we gave Wonder Woman. Interesting. Nineteen eighty-four. That's probably a hot take because Wonder Woman's regarded as hot garbage, and this is regarded as you know, Great. yeah. So people aren't going to agree with us. I'm sorry. I think it's it has it is much stronger than Wonder Woman in certain areas, but weaker than it in others. You know, I completely like, agree. But if you combine the strengths of both of those movies, you would have an awesome, like an incredible movie. You know, I think it's Wonder just... Woman is worse, and I think I should change my score for Wonder Woman. Oh, there's no, no backseas. We've already had that. That's already. unfortunate. See, we need to we need to like go through these numbers again, like the rankings, and actually like be like, you know what, I was that's, wrong there. Save that for the DCEU ranking. Yeah, that's yeah. We're gonna. Oh, that's, are we, okay, that, that's happening. We're gonna do that. Well, we're gonna do that in Marvel. A Marvel one, a DC one, and then a for Hamas. Everything. Oh. <laughs> we're gonna rank every movie we've ever rank seen. everything else yeah bro that'd be um, a list though you read, like, read our letterboxes sonic, sonic next to uh uh Monster. saw what's, what was the song I mean, what was the recent one spiral spiral, spiral yeah sonic next to spiral but like, i wouldn't do that one because that wasn't a pot that wasn't a power rankings movie we didn't that uh, wasn't like you. a bet movie and um yeah so we, uh, yeah so the power rankings by the way for those of you that don't remember we'll be back next year uh, we still so. have, well, yeah, well, yeah. Shout out to the Delta variant. Um, we're going to be out here. Uh, so I still have everyone's entry fees and ballots for 2020. Um, and we're just, we'll just roll them over to 2022 um, whenever it gets closer to that time. Um, but anyway, Dylan, you want to get us to the news? We don't have a ton of time uh, left. We don't have a ton. We just started. Bro, I'm sorry. Bro. Where are we bro. at? 50, 51 minutes. Okay. Michael, shush. Talk about this dang movie too long. Okay. Um, a lot of my news is suicide squad related. I'm sorry, we're still on it. Um, uh, so cinema score for those who don't know is when they, uh, you know, ask the people exiting the, the theater is the most reliable source of a audience reaction. Not Twitter, not Rotten Tomatoes, because they don't have time to like be influenced by it. other people or yeah so like what what do you think of the movie really quickly and it received a b minus which is the same as uh the first suicide squad so if you see um about sorry a b plus if you see a bunch of people saying it's uh amazing um they maybe 
you know, influenced by outside sources. That's all I'm saying. You know, right. the general audience, like maybe comic book fans think that, but this general audience is a little bit on the same same wavelength as the first one. Um, the it hit theaters and HBO Max for those who don't know, and uh, it had a 26.5 million um, box office in the U.S. And then I think 40 something million, I'm pulling it up here, worldwide. Yeah, 26.5 in the US, which um, to compare it to other pandemic movies, Black Widow did 80, Fast 9 did 70, Quiet Place did 47. Um, So it was the seventh uh, pandemic opening uh, ranking, which is very disappointing because it was expected to be like a front runner, you know, for being the top one because the movies have been getting progressively like more highly attended you know that being said the delta variant is happening right as it's coming out so that might have affected it a little bit i was gonna say that i think you can read a little bit into that a little bit you can read the tea leaves a little bit and um you know also the other movies ahead of it other than godzilla are all theater movies or disney unlock movies they weren't free streaming at home you know so that's like a big reason why it didn't, you know, do well either. Yeah, but I, I feel like that's also because of the the variant, the Delta variant. I mean, like, I feel like people would have seen this movie regardless if it was free at home, you know. But the people who could watch it at home for free didn't go out to the movies. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like, like I they know, didn't they didn't risk it. I mean, I know among comic book fans, it was hotly anticipated but i think a lot of people may have been burned by the first one and like this is yeah. a sequel to that five years later so i feel yeah, like it has a then, lot going against it but then you have the the james gunn thing it's like cool it's the dude that made guardians so this movie should be a good one right but also a lot of people don't like him based on what he did a lot of movie true. going on is this. i don't know i just feel like there's a lot going against it um I agree, I agree with you. it was to we have a demographic breakdown it was like exceedingly young, which is 18 to 35 and male and Caucasian. So like the biggest, uh, the biggest yeah. attendee was white young males, which is interesting. I don't know. I think uh, all the most successful movies that you'll see, like the billion dollar movies have like a pretty even split among men and women. Cause you like want to appeal to everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and sure. same with like different ethnicities, you know, you want to not just appeal to one type of person. Um, but it seemed like this one didn't really do that too much. Uh, I don't know. For whatever reason, the appeal was to young white men, um, which I'm a part of. <laughs> but right. I don't know. It, uh, it, it, it's a big deal because as we get like good news all the time, this is like pretty crushing, you know? Um, 26 million is awful. Like it should have 200 something million in a normal yeah, world. And then abysmal. it should be closer to Black Widow, which got 80. You know, and Black Widow was, I don't know. There's no reason for it to be this low, in my opinion. Especially with the high, like the positive buzz going into it. Um, yeah. Also, it had a $185 million budget, which is extremely high for an R-rated movie. Like one of the highest ever. You don't do that for R-rated movies because R-rated movies don't make as much as, in general, as regular PG-13 movies, you know? Yeah, you're so this has like an Avengers out. level budget for no reason. Right. You don't need to, I don't know, you don't need to have, maybe if they had not done Starro and done like something a little bit more grounded. Sure. 
I don't know. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, that definitely would have cut down on the budget for sure. It's bad news all around. Um, in terms of HBO Max, how it did on there, it uh, didn't. This is what makes me think even without the pandemic, it still wouldn't have done well. It didn't. It wasn't even the top HBO Max movie. Mortal Kombat. More people watched Mortal Kombat than Suicide Squad. So. Wow. I don't know. That that is so surprising. If someone did the math with the money um, from HBO Max, and it was like uh, the world, the U.S. opening would have been fifty-four million, something like that. Um, if you if if you said ten dollars for every person who watched it on HBO Max, which is still abysmal. So not a lot of people watched it on HBO Max either. Um, wow, that's really surprising. I don't know. It's is, just a so, flop. But, there's but no. There's it, like no other way to slice it. Does that speak? to the low subscriber count on HBO Max or the quality of the film or both? It is worth noting that HBO Max is pretty much only available in the US and a couple other countries. So it's not going to get that ah. global high number that Black Widow did. But if you're ranking the HBO Max movies, it should be number one, I think. It's the biggest yeah. profile movie. There's no there's no reason Mortal Kombat more people should, be should watch Mortal Kombat than Suicide Squad. Yeah, I no agree. way. It's inexcusable. <laughs> That definitely um, feels like a failure, right? <laughs> or it reads like one. Yeah, normally, like with these pandemic movies, there's like a way to be like, well, it did this, or it's going to do well here, or, you know, like something to some kind of defense. But like, I don't really see an avenue for saying Suicide Squad did well, you know? Right. Which bumps me out because I want to see more. Well, the only reason is because I want to see more Harley. I want to see like a Cotton City Sirens movie with. I hope they don't blame this on Margot Robbie, but. Um, I mean, they couldn't. I don't know. I, mean, I guess they could. They're, they're, I don't want to overestimate Warner Brothers' intelligence, you know? Um, so we're, we're getting, of all the characters in this show, we're getting a Peacemaker show, you know? Yeah. Like, they could have done a Bloodsport show. I don't know. Whatever. We're not doing that. Um, let's see. So, um, not surprising to anyone, after this, uh, they have uh, signed a deal with AMC and by extension, other theaters, because it's not going to be on streaming, to return to the 45-day window, theatrical window for their movies. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly, because Suicide Squad bombed this reason. I think maybe this was their last, like, all right, let's see how Suicide Squad does. Like, if that one doesn't do well, nothing nothing can, you know? Right. I think maybe that was their line of thinking, kind of like Disney with Black Widow, um, and how Black mm-hmm. Widow was, like, almost the final uh, premiere access movie other than Jungle Cruise. I think it's the same thing, and neither of them worked, so... Here we are, returning to the old ways. Um, I don't know if you can do this. Like I've said, I've said over and over again, I don't think you can go back. I think everyone's been spoiled in a good way. It's not their fault, but they've been spoiled to expect movies for free at home now, you know? Right. So they're not going to want to, if you had just stuck to it for a year and said, we'll go back to movies when it's safe, you know? Like, people would have returned like in a big way, I feel like, you know? But now they're like, oh, I can get these quality movies at home. Why would I pay? So, right. It's we'll like see it's, if this it's return hard works. The, hard to get the horse back in the barn on that one, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not going to end well. We'll see. Maybe it might just take like a decade to get back to where movies were. But you're going to get like billion dollar movies for a very a whole long time. decade. It used to be that like we'd get several billion dollar movies. At a year and marvel would never have one that's not billion dollars you know but i think it's gonna be a while to go back to that 
Um, movies are finally returning to China. China's doing a little bit better than we are. Um, the first uh, North American movie, they have not taken any any of our movies, you know, since the pandemic began. But the first one uh, is a good, good news for worldwide uh, box offices. Luca is going to open there in August. So you have to assume other movies are going to start opening there too, a bunch of old ones, you know. But that'll be yeah. a nice little, like, you know, some change in the studio's pockets, you know, because China's like the second biggest uh, box office area of America, you know? So right. that's good. And Luca was tossed onto Disney Plus for free. So you know it made no money. Um, yeah. I know this one's going to have Ron excited. Sonic, the Hedgehog 2, Ron and Michael. Yes. Maybe more Michael, actually. Um, Knuckles. Bro, I love we, Knuckles. Knuckles the Echidna, we knew was going to be in the movie. <laughs> Yeah, but now he's played by Idris. So, Idris, this, this, is, this is not this. He doesn't. I would never think this because knowing is the Knuckles character and what British? Knuckles sounds like, it is not Idris Elba. Oi, <laughs> Sonic! Right. It's your boy but, Knuckles. I'm also all for it, so I don't care. I, this is John Luther. News. John Luther. I love it, dude. I can't. It's I hyped. can't be more excited for Sonic Two now. There's, like, there's. I mean. Sonic 2, 10 out of 10. There's no way. 10, 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. He's going to take his boy to Olive Garden? It's going to be Liddy. Do they go to Olive uh, Garden in Sonic 2? Ronald, don't get are. my hopes up. They, they get unlimited to. breadsticks? When you hear your what family, kind of dog. Do they get? You're going to use that gift card. I'm so yeah. excited. I mean, they do so have excited. to use the gift card. I'm so excited, dude. They've foreshadowed it. They, they have a gift card. This is, this is why they don't have a Bloodsport TV show. It's because my man's had to go recording his knuckles audio. Go play knuckles, dog. You're right. That's what it is. You know, it's a big it, commitment, Dylan. All right. You know, I think you know what's going to happen is this is going to be the movie that busts the pandemic box office wide open. You already the first know, billion dog. dollar movie. These kids do not care about COVID. All right, they're going to show out in droves. Son. Yeah, with their Sonic shirts. I don't know because with the original Sonic though, the one no that they they changed. Audiences are yeah. stupid, and Idris Elba is not a box office draw for whatever reason. No, but it's Sonic, though. We're not talking it should about be. at this point. Yeah, it's but it's, Sonic. it's Knuckles. They're going We're... because of Sonic. It's and Knuckles. Knuckles, Knuckles is, to children and probably to most adult adult Sonic fans, it uh, Knuckles is a bigger draw than Idris, which is silly, but I mean, but however, but whatever. And then Shadow's going to show up at the end. He's going to be played by. Uh ooh, I'm on the spot. You and McGregor. Cardi B. Oh, oh yes. Cardi Cardi B. No, Cardi so Cardi B is gonna be Amy, obviously. Of course, Amy Rose. Yeah, of course. Okay. I, I think it's kind of messed up. Tails is my favorite, and we got the stinger for Tails at the end of Sonic One. And now all the attention's on Knuckles. It's like what, what happened hey, to man, Tails? Knuckles, Knuckles. What happened to Miles, Miles Prower? What oh, who's gonna, who's to gonna get play his Tails? Knuckles is better. Who's gonna play who's Tails? Who's gonna play Tails? Hmm. Justin. Oh, uh, uh, Shalabouf. <laughs> Tom Hardy. Can, can we get? Can we all get Sonic Sonic T-shirts to go to the to to the movie? Have you, you seen the go. Sonic one that we have at the Galleria area store? No. It features Dude, art. Not- it features art the original design of Sonic before they fixed it. No. That's why I brought that uh-huh. up, Mikey boy. I hadn't seen it. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. It's we beautiful. Have, we have an XL. Send it over. Okay, I'll let you know. Um, okay, moving on. The Marvels. Uh, apparently, Yondrog. I don't know who really wanted that. I hope it's not in a big big way. Jude Law is the, the villain from the first Captain Marvel is returning. 
for oh great the marvels uh and I mean, then this I is like a rumor. Law fine but like okay yeah and then samir anderson i'm not familiar with him but apparently he's from winona erp okay um he has been cast in the movie and people are speculating that he's blue marvel um I don't know how to say this, but I think there's like only one reason they're saying he's playing Blue Marvel, you know? Right. Um, I get I right. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, there's nothing to go on there. Uh this, they, people do this all the time. So right. uh I wouldn't bank on that. He could just be in the movie, you know. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's other people he could play. Um Morbius is still coming out. That's still a movie. Shush. Get out of here. Shush. I feel like okay. Can I can't just... explain this. It's like the reverse of deja vu where like you haven't done something, but you feel like you've done it. Like, I feel like I could remember us all going to see Morbius. Is that weird? <laughs> that definitely I... did happen. I know it didn't, but in my mind, <laughs> we did. What if we just say that we did and then we don't have to go see it? I'm okay with that. I feel like I could be you gaslit know? into saying, thinking that we saw this movie. Yeah, we saw it, Dylan. You hated it. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> seems right. I also think, you know, what if we take a stand? Like, we don't support Jared Leto on this podcast. We, just, You know, we're not going to go see Morbius. No, we're joining no his whatever. I, I've tried to do that for a while. Just not supporting movies and not going to watch it. We're watching this. Okay. Or we yeah. do watch it. But... I'm going to watch the heck out of this, and you know why? Because apparently Tom Hardy is going to cameo in it as Venom. What? It's all connected. We already know the Vulture is going to be in it. So now we get an MCU connection and a Sonyverse connection. I don't wow. think Morbius needs any connections because I wish it would stand on its own and sink on its and own. Die, you know? yeah. Not not drag other people down with it, but uh, watch it be amazing. We'll see. I mean, you never on. know. It won't be. That's, is, is I would point out that that's never happened on the podcast where something looks genuinely awful and we were blown away by how wrong we were. Has yep. that ever happened? I don't think so. I mean, one day. Nope. One day Maybe it will Sonic. Not Maybe Sonic. Sonic. Sonic but is the best example. I wouldn't say that was genuinely great. We just really, I really enjoyed watching it. Right. No, it was genuinely great, though. It is the best film. Okay, my bad. Times. Bloodshot. Yeah, same thing. Um, no, bloodshot was bad, dude. What are we, some kind of bloodshot? <laughs> what are we, some kind of suicide squad? Oh, my God. Um, what else you got? One more. You guys remember Chronicle? <laughs> Yeah, boy. 2012's Chronicle. I love that movie. Dang. Okay. I, I, well, I like Chronicle. I think Chronicle's fine. I don't. I saw last time I saw it was 2012. Who knows? I was a different person. We were young men when that came out. Uh, my tastes have, have changed, so Mature. I'm not sure if I would still like it. Um, maybe I would. I'll that probably was, watch it before this comes out. That was before I saw the trailer for Lamb. You know, like I didn't know what cinema was. <laughs> 2012 me would have not liked lamb, you know, but now that I've acquired a taste for a pretentious yeah. garbage, I yes, like that kind of thing. Garbage. I've seen um, the lighthouse. I can't go back. Exactly. That is true. That is true. Maybe this one will be in black and white. We'll see. Oh, see. But there's apparently a female-led uh, female college students chronicle, which everything about this seems very uh, studio. Yeah. Like, what IPs do we have? Now, on the whole, though, I don't hate the concept of... No, it's fine. I mean, it could easily be another... You know, I mean, why not? You know, you could you could redo Chronicle. It's, that, that is a movie that makes sense to, 
to remake or reboot or sequelize or whatever. I guess it's cheap too. I hope they don't spend a lot of money. The first one was super cheap. Um, and that's part of why it was such a big success, you know, because it costs nothing to make. So hopefully they, it's kind of the same thing. Right. I don't know. It's kind of reminds me of like that crap, the craft legacy that came out where it's like, oh yeah. Yeah. That, you know? Yeah. I I, I still didn't see that. No one's Neither asking for I. a Chronicle reboot. I don't I'm know. okay with it. I'm fine with it, but it's not something that like I don't know if I'm... is asking to be made. You know, wow. it's just like you can make a new movie too. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and it just feels like they're like, what if it was all women? You know, like what if someone just with girls. What if we put girls in it? Like, I like that idea, but it just I don't I don't know. It feels like a business, a weird business decision. You know, I agree. Made so made solely on the basis of wanting to make more money. We'll see. Maybe I'm being yeah. too cynical, uh, but I'm sure we'll cover Chronicle 2 in 2024 when it releases in theaters. Exactly. What's yeah. it going to be called? Prediction. Chronicle. Chronicle. Colon... The, Chron- the Chronicle. No. no, 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 no. We can't do that anymore. It'll be Chronicle colon girl power. No. <laughs> girl boss. Watch. watch it's going to be called Chronicle. Chronicle, the Powerpuff Girls. No, stop. <laughs> you better stop. They're going to make the Powerpuff Girls. It's going to be lit. We'll see. Yeah, we're we going to see. That's all I got, though. That's Ron, all my you news. Got, you got news, Ron. I, dude, how many? How much time we got? Zero? I mean, you got zero? You want me to skip it? Most 30 seconds. Look, go ahead. Here's, there's a lot of comics things this week. Okay, oh, let's boy. Hear Look at mostly, this. No, no, no. It's mostly digital comics things. So... Substack is a uh, platform where journalists, historians, and essayists, uh, they're pretty much just going there. It's kind of like a newsletter. It's a newsletter, more or less. Uh, but you pay for it. It's a, month, it's a monthly subscription. Nick Spencer came up with this idea uh, to tell Substack to uh, invest in these comic creators to get more people on their platform. So they were just giving out grants to, to comic creators uh, recently. Uh, four people came out, four creators uh, came out this week and said they're all working on stuff through Substack. Uh, actually, five, because I, I, somebody just said he was on there today. So uh, Jonathan Hickman, uh, the list. Jonathan Hickman, uh, Saladin Ahmed, uh, James Tinian IV, and Scott Snyder. They're all doing somewhat different things. Uh, so Scott Snyder, interestingly enough, is teaching. He's doing uh, creative workshop classes uh, on really? Substack. He's pretty much doing uh, he's doing that and he's doing other things, but pretty much teaching how to write comics and doing all this stuff. That's interesting. Uh, Jonathan Hickman has created a new world. Uh, it is called Three Worlds, Three Moon. Um, he is uh, working with um a bunch of creators to make this concept comic universe uh tinian that one's the the biggest of the news he's going to be off of batman uh with issue 114 uh he's stopping all his mark uh his dc work uh to work on his uh creator own comic stuff 
Wow. Yeah, that's and big. And Scotty Young is also on Substack working for doing some of his creative own stuff as well. This is all digital uh, only, right? But it's all digital only. So yeah, the interesting thing about this is it's a subscription thing. So um, other than Jonathan Hickman, who has priced his stuff at $8 a month, which you're paying for... Okay, so it was like a Patreon. So like I... It's almost like a Patreon. Yay. So it's like I pay for Jonathan Hickman's content and I pay content, his fee yeah. and I pay for Scotty fee. fee. Right. Yeah. Okay. So then they have the annual the annual uh, subscription, which is 75 to 80 a year. And then they have this founder member edition, which is 250 a year for most of them. That's a big ask for a new service. 250 is a lot. But um, you're getting, you know, exclusive... I, I wonder first editions and and signings and you know all that junk. So I, I, it's interesting, I, man. It is. I wonder though, like how big the comics audience is that cares more about uh, you know the writing team as opposed to the, the character. characters. You know, like I mean, a lot of people buy Batman and don't really know who writes Batman. True. Um, Tinian talked about this in long long detail i'm um, sure they they dc came to him for a three-year uh extension on his contract and then substack came to him and gave him a grant to do all this work and he chose this work instead and wow. he talked about how his uh sales for department of truth uh and uh what's the other one i'm thinking of Mike's House on the Lake and uh, Slaughterhouse. Not that that one, but the other one. The children. children. Thank you. They're all just doing so well that he does not need the money from DC to fund the rest of these projects. Obviously, he got a grant from uh, Substack. But yeah, he said he was was good on, on taking that pass with DC. So it's obviously working to some degree. So yeah, that's uh, okay, that's that's really interesting. It's real big news. Uh, I've been reading a lot because this stuff is super interesting. It's I'm curious to see if more comic creators are going to follow suit with this Substack uh, endeavor. Yeah, so, yeah. I give that, you an update. That's interesting. I'm probably gonna subscribe to most Hickman. of them and not oh, all boy. of them. I mean, I like James Tinian. Uh, he James Tinian announced a book that's coming out with uh, Michael Oming. He's from uh, he did the Bendis book that I can't remember. Powers, 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 Powers with Bendis, uh, and it's about uh, no, I forgot what it's about. It's about uh, alien abductions. Okay, so could be an interesting book. So yeah, I don't know. I'm definitely gonna do a Hickman one for sure. Probably a Tinian's. Probably do those two, and then see what happens with the other other ones. So yeah, it's I'm interested to see how it goes. I mean, even I I forgot to talk about it because I wasn't on the show, but Scott Snyder's even doing the right. digital um, agreement with the person with the place, Comicsology. So yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah, all these uh, digital comics are coming to the forefront now. There you go. That's my yeah. news. Oh, that's it. Okay. Yeah, I was going. That's the biggest one. So I'll, I'll, I'll leave. That's with pretty those. big. Um, I, I only have a couple. Um, most of them are pretty short. Um, the big, the big wrestling news this week. Um, 
is uh, WWE released 13 people uh, from NXT. 13. Uh, 13. They've been, since 2020, since pandemic, they've been releasing tons of people. Um, and basically, the, the quote here is, um, they basically feel like they lost the war, parentheses, with AEW. Because NXT was sort of like their brand that they were pitting against AEW. Because AEW sure. wasn't going to come for Raw or SmackDown right away. Right, of course. But, but they took NXT, which used to be on the WWE Network, and moved it to USA on Wednesday, opposite AEW. And every single week, AEW has a higher rating and better and more, product. Yeah, for sure. You know? And so the, the, the quote here from Dave Meltzer from Wrestling Observer says, the basic feeling is that they lost the war. This is the aftermath, and the new and the new direction is younger guys and bigger guys. Because NXT has always been like more independent style, more uh, flippy, acrobatic, you know, real combat. You know what? I, or no, maybe not mm-hmm. real combat, but like you know, uh, less WWE, less sports entertainment, more wrestling type right. of thing. Um, but uh, Vince McMahon is apparently very unhappy with um, the current product. They've released a bunch of people. They want guys that are younger, over six feet tall, not, you know, um, big, they want, they want Roman Reigns's, you know, okay, Roman Reigns's. Sure. and mm. to their defense, if they are losing, trying to make an AEW style product, you either make that product better or you just make a third brand of what you already do, which is what they're going to do. So, yeah. but you know, they, when AEW, when AEW just started up, they, or maybe even a little bit before that, they started hoarding a lot of independent talent and signing anybody and everybody to a WWE contract so that they couldn't get signed to the competition. But they've sort of now that's realized wild. that they can't keep doing that. Um, but so that's interesting changes. We're expecting to see that probably post SummerSlam. Um, again, I don't watch WWE at all, but like it's really crazy that they're just doing so many shifts uh, behind the scenes. And the other big AEW news is Bray Wyatt, since his release, um, has tweeted out something. He tweeted out a cryptic image saying, uh, you can't kill it. Uh, so we'll see. He's got plans for his character to continue mm. somewhere else. So we'll see about that. Um, getting on to horror. I have no RPG news this week. Um, horror stuff. Um, let's see. Well, I'll do this one. There is a couple of physical media pre-order releases that you might want to be, if you care about these things. Um, They are doing Scream 4K steelbooks for all the movies. Um, They look really neat. I don't, I'm probably going to get them because I do like Scream and I like steelbooks. So I'm probably going to get those. Those are up for pre-order now. Um, Is the art good? No, it's fine. It's not like, it's not like anything remarkable. They look, it's like the grayscale posters. This is for the 25th anniversary, right? Yes. They're also releasing it in theaters again. Because want to see that. I do want to see that. Um, the other big announcement is this isn't horror, but they're doing a Middle Earth collector's edition. And this kind of surprises me because it's all six of the Lord of the Rings movies. So it's the first three Lord of the Rings and then the three Hobbit movies. Uh, on 4K Blu-ray big box thing, you know, looks like a book. Turn it sideways, they look like novels. But hmm. those Hobbit movies are pretty universally not liked, right? Right. So I don't know who this is for, other than and these movies are already out on 4K. Completionists? I don't know. 
but but i don't get it like this is a 200 dollars box that is already it's just a, a re-release because both of these are out in 4k blu-ray separately i don't get it so the box does look really nice if you're if you're a box guy you know check it out um but um let's see uh i have a couple of horror film and media news here um so the exorcist uh, we talked about already uh, Universal is going to be doing um, uh, a new trilogy as actually with Blumhouse. I know we said it was going to be one movie. It's actually going to be three. Um, and they set a date um, for the first one. It's going to be October 13th, 2023. So in two years, we'll have the new David Gordon. Is it Fear Street? It. I, man, Bro. don't, don't Every tease week. me. <laughs> don't tease me. But they, they, all three are going to be directed by David Gordon Green, who, you know, hot off the success of Halloween. Um, they must really like Halloween Kills as well to give him Exorcist. Mm-hmm. Um, he's definitely sort of in the Rob Zombie position from a couple of years ago, you know, like the 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 hot young horror director. Um, so that's that's very exciting. Hopefully those are good. Um, we have there's a I haven't talked about it yet, but there is a new movie coming out from universal in their classic monsters invisible man universe i don't know if they're still making that a universe but in that sort of range um they're having a renfield movie which renfield is dracula's assistant um a human and he they they have cast renfield as nicholas holt so cool we'll see um i mean invisible man won me over invisible man was great so I think, you know, we'll see. Um, we have Simon Pegg and Nick Frost are going to be teaming up to do a, another comedy, but they're dipping their toes into the slasher genre. Um, they're doing a movie called Svalta. Um, and it is about, um, let's see, where is the synopsis? It's, it's people who, it's a slasher parody. I mean, I don't, you don't need a synopsis. It's those two guys doing a slasher parody. Um, Here it is. It's written by Nick Frost. The film will focus on a family taking a nice little summer vacation in the titular remote island. Unfortunately for them, a serial killer also happens to be on the loose. And the locals apparently don't have much interest in helping the family survive. Um, So, I mean, those two are a great team. And I am definitely excited to see them go back to horror comedy uh, like they did with Shaun of the Dead. So definitely here for that. Um, we have, this is kind of interesting, um, the Overlook TV series, which we've talked about uh, maybe once, um, the, uh, the, the Shining offshoot, which mm-hmm. is being produced by Bad Robot. Um, HBO Max has, not deci- has decided to not move forward with it. Oh. Um, and they, it's, because this is already, from what I understand, shot or mostly shot um it's in production um but it is going to be likely at netflix now uh, this is from deadline hbo max has moved on from it um hbo max liked the project this is what the deadline article says hbo max liked the project but felt it was not a fit for them at this time bad robot bad Bye. robot has an expansive existing slate at hbo max with the current series westworld on HBO, an upcoming series, uh, uh, Demi, Demin, I don't know how to say that, uh, Demino Day, I don't know how to say it, uh, and Duster, subject to change, blah, 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 a bunch of things. 
Um, they have basically it makes it sound like D- HBO spending a lot of money and they don't have money for a big shining TV. If show. they liked it, they would pick it up. Right. So it's yeah, it's either either you you liked it or you don't have you you can't just they're, they didn't like it and they're being nice the professional thing to do is to not say we passed on it because it was bad you know because right. you want to still give it a chance somewhere else so they're like oh it's not a good fit for us but really they just hated it i feel like you know yeah I, I think i think you're probably right um but you know there isn't like a stephen king home for streaming right like it's all over the place like yeah. um Castle Rock was on, and eleven twenty two sixty three was on Amazon, right? Hulu. Or Hulu, yeah. Hulu. Um, Lisey's story was on Apple TV, um, and you know, I think wow, there was something on Netflix relatively recently. Um, but anyway, and I don't know this. Yeah, it doesn't fill me with any confidence that we're going to see this uh, anytime soon. But. Um, I don't know. Um, the last thing is I have two little trailers here. Um, IFC Midnight has released a trailer for a film called We Need to Do Something. It's a debut film from Sean King O'Grady starring a bunch of people that I don't know. Um, and the, the synopsis is the film follows a family that find themselves trapped while seeking shelter from a storm as untold evils lurk just beyond the walls. Um, I thought this trailer was actually pretty strong for um, uh, a debut. There's a lot of debut horror that doesn't look polished. Um, I thought this looked like a pretty, pretty enjoyable uh, mid 2000s horror movie. Yeah, yeah, it looks really like you said polished. So I feel like even if it's bad, this director will probably get more chances based on the way it looks. You know, mm-hmm. like with a better with a better script. So. Right. Exciting. Yeah, I'm. I definitely love to see, you know, horror getting a bunch of new new content coming out because there's been a bit of a lull for a little bit. Um, but it doesn't look like a cheap Shutter movie. You know? It doesn't sure. because I've been showing all a lot of Shutter trailers lately, and they all, you know, they got that Shutter budget. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, there is a new teaser for something called Midnight Mass, and it is the new Mike Flanagan. Um, project Mike Flanagan, he of Haunting of Bly Manor fame. So, did you guys watch this? Yes, I did. I'm very excited about it. Yes, so it's his new Netflix series, not a new haunting show. Um, we don't know a ton about it other than there's a little teaser. Um, it has a lot of the cast from the haunting shows. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, it looks good. It, it obviously, if you've seen those two series you have to know that it it's going to look good at the very least um it the teaser really reminds me of the stephen king novel revival uh so we'll see if that actually plays anything into it um but really really reminds me of revival it's a story about uh, a preacher in a sideshow carnival who harnesses lightning to do a thing and it's a crazy book but um Definitely if it's a some... surprise haunting installment, that's, just don't know that's it what yet. I'm thinking. You know, like, um, I mean, at this point, you can only, you know, speculate. But if he's, it's going to be good regardless. Right. Exactly. What has he done aside from the hauntings? Doctor Sleep. Oh, Doctor Sleep. Okay, 
I, I like that. Um, and he has a bunch of stuff coming out. Like He's still pretty new. Okay. There was a, speaking of Dr. Sleep, there's a shining, a uh, couple of shining references in the new Stephen King novel. It's pretty fun. Um, they, yeah. I mean, and, and they acknowledge the events of Dr. Sleep where the hotel burns to the ground and everything. So. Oh, cool yeah. yeah. He also did Hush, which was fantastic. I don't know if you saw that. So I always get confused with Hush because there was a Glenn Close movie called Hush that came out in the late 90s, and I've seen that one. <laughs> okay. Um, it's a, and that's a thriller also. Um, I don't know anything about the, the newer film called Hush. Um, it's really good. You'd love it. It's a home invasion movie. Um, I like those. Starring like a hearing, like she's hearing impaired, she can't hear anything. Um, oh, okay. But she's like fighting off this home invader. It like is it at all like wait until dark? Kinda. Okay. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's okay. It's like don't breathe. Okay. I'm, I'm here fantastic. for that. That's I'm. Oh, I need to watch that. That sounds great. Um, I'm yeah, I'm definitely on board for that. But anyway, that. That is all of my news for this week. Um, there could have been more, but you know, we, we always miss something. Um, and mm-hmm. make sure if you're listening to this on Wednesday that you watch What If, because we'll be talking about episode one next week. I'm hey, sure. What's your high blows before we go? Oh, um, a month ago or two months ago, I would have said not really much at all. But since we've gotten some teasers and trailers, I mean, it looks awesome, dude. It looks really good. I'm very excited. Super hype. I rewatched most of Captain America: The First Avenger when I got home. Half oh, of I, it, maybe. I probably should have done that. Because I yeah. feel like the first episode is gonna is gonna be that. No, you don't need to. There is a uh, Marvel Legends those little like recap things. There's a Peggy Carter one that came out last week, so Ooh. people can just Ooh. watch that. Did y'all watch the Loki making of? No. Nah. I need to watch. I need to watch those. I like. I like those behind the scenes things. I do too. I, I just don't make time for that kind of stuff anymore. And I don't really sure. don't lie. You watch making a documentary. No one ever watched it. I mean, okay. That's, okay, that's not, you're not, you're not wrong. He's not interested. I do that. I'm, I, yeah, you're right. I'm not really interested in the Marvel behind the scenes. Like, I don't know. I think Michael is more attracted, correct me if I'm wrong, to like the making of something that didn't like isn't like beloved and like made a ton of money yes know? absolutely like the making of like why you never heard of this you know not like yes. the making of this massive commercial success not necessarily like a doomed production but like you know just like i want to know what went into the making of jack frost 2 that's why <laughs> it was shot on video didn't make any money didn't get released theatrically but oh you made another one okay that is, that is more interesting i'll give you that than sure Giant studio hires the most talented in every department the, the to assemble watched, a great show. You know, it's like okay. The last one I watched was the uh, making of uh, Mandalorian. No, it was pretty solid. Well, that's that was too long. Techno- that was a that, whole show. That's a technological well, yeah. marvel. But that, but that was the interesting part for sure. The technological stuff. So, not so, much went into that show. But right. So, but to give myself some kino, you know, credit here, I also like to watch like. Uh, like restoration videos and like how Criterion like I watched okay. a video on like them yeah. using their like fancy machines to restore movies and like what it means to like water treat various things and like the temperatures of the water like it's cra- <laughs> the amount of stuff that I have no idea about like the temperature of the water in which you feed the film through it when you're cleaning it up makes a difference on color palettes and like it's wild. It sounds lit though. 
It is. It's it's really interesting the amount of work that goes into the to making a Criterion movie look that good. But anyway, I, I might have went too ham on the Criterion sale last month, so I got a lot. I got a lot of Criterion <laughs> knowledge. Uh, but anyway, that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you all so much for downloading us. We really appreciate all the support. Bye, y'all. That was Ron, and I'm Dylan. And I will be Michael, and I will continue to be Michael. And we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.